you by Relentless MMA and Fitness. It's that time. We have a set of core values that we instill. You can be special, but you're not special. And the only way to become special is through effort. Nobody said life was easy, so if you get knocked down, take the standing eight count, get back up, and fight again. If you're not hitting all your Fs, your faith, your family, your fitness, and your finance, your four Fs, if you're not successful in all four areas, you're not successful. This is the Man Up Podcast episode 18. And on this episode, guys, we have my friend Dan Shapiro on with us. He's going to be fighting in the Summit Fighting Championship card in Tupelo, Mississippi next weekend, March 6th. What's up, Dan? Nothing much. And also, as always, we got my boy Wes Donham and Tyler Copeland on with us. Yo. Happy birthday, Wes. Thank you, bro. And. As I was about to say, it is my boy Wes Dunham's birthday. How old are you today, Wes? 17. Nice. If you do 28, <laughs> I You do breathe heavy into the mic. <laughs> I'm a heavy breather. <laughs> you breathe heavy as shit uh, just then. 38. It's because he didn't want to say fucking 38. <laughs> How old are you? Oh, damn it. 38. Shit. Oh. 38 years ago. You were old. fucking 17, like 17 years ago, plus four, dog. Oh, <laughs> and four score. Old as hell. Nice. So, um, we got a few different topics I want to talk about on this podcast. Um, to get started, we'll talk about fight camp for Dan. How's that been going, bro? Pretty good. Kind of snuck up on us, though, I would say. Yeah, the, 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 fight, the yeah. fight definitely did. With that week, especially with that week off yeah. with the random snowstorm. Right. Yeah, we had a that snowstorm hit, and it just kind of kind of threw everything off a little bit. What was this at, 45? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, my weight. Yeah, yeah, forty-five. What did maybe you, the last one at forty-five? I don't know. What did you do to train in the snowstorm? Kind of hung out, but no, um, that's not training. I did a little. Relaxed, <laughs> you, mental, you, mental, you. mental training. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't really do much. I did a lot of jump rope. I and mean, what can you do in my house? Right. I don't have a big house. Okay, so I, saw I did like some. some little, I did some circuit stuff. You know, um, I had Cassie hold little pads for me. Nice. Is it, that's kind of. I hate getting people that don't normally hold pads. Hold pads yeah. for me. It's kind of a chore. Yeah, teaching them how to do it. Yeah, and my pads. I definitely have some cheap pads. Mm-hmm. I um, saw them on Facebook Marketplace, and was just like, "Yeah, five dollars for these pads." Five bucks. Five dollars. Yeah. yeah, but they're, they're five dollar pads. Right. <laughs> they're, like, they're, they're not good. <laughs> you get so, exactly what you yeah, paid so for. Yeah. So I, I kicked, I gave Cassie like one like body kick, and it near like knocked her out. So I was like, okay. <laughs> Dude, she quit. She said, that. Yeah, she, she pretty much quit. She'll, she'll hold just hands, but she she won't. I can't kick her with them. I've, I don't think I've ever so. tried to get my wife to hold pads for me. Ever, I don't think I've held for her a bunch of times. Yeah, well, she's pretty sturdy though. She's, yeah. she's not afraid of it. But yeah. well, actually, now she is with the kick. With the kick, yeah, got but not the hands. She's she's good with that. Yeah, take the hands. It takes. Uh, I mean, I get so like, I get kind of wore out try- teaching anybody to hold pads. Honestly, yeah, so well, much. Can, yeah, yeah. She pick, catches on pretty quick. That's she good. Can, she can shoot a twelve gauge pretty good, so I think she can hold. Yeah, she can hold. Pads. It gets pretty tough. Like if you have, whenever you see me get ready to hold pads, I got to warm up. Yeah, yeah. I got to warm up to hold pads. It's a, it's a, there's an art to it. You're probably one of my favorite pad holders, actually. You got really? Thanks, some man. good motivation. Thanks, bro. The voice is a good pad holder. <laughs> yeah. I get that deep. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, bang, good. You're all soon. Yeah. Uh, appreciate it, man. Alabama redneck shit. It really comes from my old coach, John Dixon. That's um, what I was thinking. Like, one of these days you're going to get there to where you just let people start kneeing you full blast in the I let them punch me sometimes, depending on who it is, depending on how hard they hit. But uh, like a heavyweight and stuff, I won't let them. But I, like my, my old coach, my old crew, John Dixon. He used to hold pads for me, and he just let me like clinch knee him at 100% into the body with no body pad on. 
and like punch him as, as hard as I could, kick him as hard as I could, no body pad, like straight to the body, and he'd just be like harder. Harder, That's and I would. Yeah, it. yeah, that was how he talked. It's like schizophrenic. You'll start changing voices. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. He's a like, harder, harder, and I'm just like, damn it. I'd, I'd walk out feeling about an inch tall, just like, damn it, John. Just made me feel like a bitch today. All right, dude. He came when he came and did that seminar when we was over in East Columbus, and there was like 15 people at the seminar, and every person that he, one after another in the line was doing the same thing. I was like, man, that, this dude has took 15 people kneeing him and kicking him and punching him in yeah. the gut, and he just clenched knees was like he, was hard he as he could. What was his name? No, nah, John Dixon. He's oh, from John, Biloxi. That's, that's not sound tight. No, he's a big black dude. <laughs> He's like uh he's like he's like three hundred pound black they guy. They never had the Thai people in here. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, actually, I didn't train with like I only had one guy from Thailand come in here, and that was Joseph Desac. Spent a lot of time like down there. I drive down there, and he'd hold pads for me and stuff on the weekends. And then um, crew, you know, he helped me get ready for a couple fights. And so, um, but like I said, he was more traditional, like old, like Muay Thai from Thailand, mm-hmm. you know. And and Dixon was more. Uh, was more Dutch style. But what is the crew? What does that mean exactly? Teacher. It, is just it just means teacher. teacher. It's like saying like, professor, sensei, yeah. coach. It's just the that's what it just it just translates as teacher and tie. So like crew just means teacher. Um, and then you have like like crew like Chris. He was with USMTA, the United States Muay Thai Association, and they have like a ranking system. They're like one of the few people that have like a ranking system because there's no ranking system for Muay Thai. Obviously, um, if you try Muay Thai, you know that, but. Um, USMTA has one, and I'm I'm ranked under them, but I don't even know what my rank is. Um, but they, they instead of belts, they do they do like colored Mong Kong and Papa Jets. Mm-hmm. So like my Mong Kong and my Papa Jets, that's my rank up there, you know. And uh, he was a certified expert crew under USMTA, and uh, he was a good instructor. Honestly, honestly, he was probably one of my favorite Muay Thai instructors. Um, did he, Dick, ever, he ever fight Dick, crew? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a ton of belts on the wall like when. He, Hmm. When he was here, you can see all. Those, don't you remember all those belts? It used do. to be. Yeah, now you say that, I do remember that. Those were cruise belts. Yeah. And then when he left, he took them with him. I but, sure do. Yep. Yeah. He. Uh, I mean, which he didn't earn. He didn't win them when he was training here. So. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, do remember that now. Yeah. He. Uh, he. Uh, he was. He was a good instructor. He. Uh, he definitely. He was in like the traditional, like the like the tie words and like all that stuff. And and um, I didn't keep as much of that. As I did like the technique, obviously, just because it's not as important to me. Cop, coom, cop, with a cop. Yeah, and I still, I still say like fon sok and 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 tang kao and rang and stuff like when I'm calling out stuff every once in a while. But at, the longer he's gone, the less I do that. So, um, and I don't, I don't do the cop, coom, cop, with a cop anymore. The you know Saudi cup when people come in like used to. That's how we ended Muay Thai, but now we have MMA, so we do the hands in the middle. You know, team on three, whatever. So, yeah, man, it was uh, that was a. Uh, it was a good time. Yeah, getting people to hold pads for you, though, man, that's an art. There's an art form to, like, learning how to hold pads. I, I, I used to, like, watch, like, Freddie Roach and watch his stuff on how to hold pads and mitts. And I used to watch, like, like I used to do, like, courses on, like, mitt holding and pad holding to get better at it and, like, do it correctly. Yeah. And I need to do more of that now. Honestly, I haven't done that in a while. But I don't – I actually don't hold as, many, as much – I don't have to hold pads as much as I used to, mm-hmm. you know. I still so you do have to, it, like, vibe with your pad holder, though. Absolutely. You just might not connect with them. It might not be a good yeah. I think, match. I think that with a pad holder, you it's a relationship. It's a give and take relationship. So like the first time I hold pads with somebody, like I'm is like it's like we're meeting. You know what I mean? I'm just like we're gonna get to know each other. I'm gonna get to know the combos you like. You're gonna get to know how I hold. You're gonna we're gonna get each other's timing and each other's speed down. I'm gonna learn like 
um, your tails and things and, 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 and correct some of them, but also like, like I know your speed so I can make sure that the pad's connecting at the right distance every time because if you're, you don't want to be coming too far forward. If I get ahead of you and start coming too far forward, you're not reaching far enough. If I'm too far back, you might hyperextend your elbow. So like we're just getting to know each other. We're like learning. I'm looking at your footwork, kind of getting to know how your feet move and how your hips move. I'm watching how you, how you, um, how you throw and connect. I'm watching like your – you're faint. Some, you know what I mean? I'm doing all, like the first couple of times I'm holding for you. That's what I'm looking at. And I'm like trying to like really get to know you as a fighter. And then from then on, I start building as I hold pads for you more and more. I start building like our sessions around that, you know, around you as a fighter. That's why I don't like working with a whole bunch of different fighters because that's just exhausting. Like if I've got a hold for like 15 fighters, 30 fighters, whatever, there's no way. Oh, and then you mix some damn southpaws in there. Yeah, as long as I can do southpaws, as long as I don't like having to go from like holding from a southpaw and then the very next round holding for an orthodox. But I can if I'm holding for a southpaw, I can hold for a southpaw for ten rounds and right, I'm yeah. good. But going back and forth, yeah, going back and forth start, stuff. That's like speech, speaking one language and then trying to like speak another language. Right. As long as I'm speaking, right. I don't I don't speak other languages. But uh, um, but if you did, if I did, it'd probably be tough. Yeah, probably speak be hard. Alabama. I do I do speak Alabama. <laughs> Hey, boy, go on down there and run across that field of Antioglia and get you a damn. Boom. And yeah. English. That's two languages. Son. That's it. That's it. That's what Antioglia is what my grandfather used to call a little bit different than diagonal. <laughs> I was wondering what yes. you said when you said that. I was like, I ain't never Sideways, heard that. diagonal, Antioglia. Boom, Howard. Antioglia. That's what that's called. Antioglia. We're talking about accents. That, how about that Cajun accent we heard the other day? That's not I, was, the, I yeah. was shocked. Yeah, you yeah. didn't. We had a guy come in from was, Southern Louisiana. It's kind of embarrassing on my part. Yeah, he and he, I think Dan thought he was from another country. <laughs> <laughs> I'm and, usually pretty good with accents. And Mo, I did you him. did you set that appointment? Mo thought he was Mexican on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> so was so that I was the guy like, that came in for jujitsu? Yeah, the brown belt. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, Mo was Mo was. Uh, he came in and and I was like, you know. I was asking him questions, and I was like, I'm going to be honest, man. He had a pretty heavy Hispanic accent on the phone. <laughs> Holy shit. And then, and, then, uh, and then I thought he was, like, French or something. And then, yeah, which that that makes Basically, more sense, yeah. though. And, I like, but as soon as I met him, I was like, this is very obviously a, a deep Louisiana's, like, Cajun accent. Um, but I was just surprised. You don't hear a New lot. Orleans. Yeah, but that's a different accent. That's a different accent. Yeah, it's a different accent. So I wasn't ready for it. You do have some Cajun accents down there, but a New Orleans accent is its own accent. That's and then like you have a Louisiana awesome. accent, like a, like a Cajun deep country Conjure. Louisiana accent, which is a totally different. That's like, you know, you visit like Hoover, Alabama, and then you go to like uh, Coleman, Alabama. And those people, right. they do not talk the same at all. Those are two very different people. You know, those are two very different breeds of white people. You know? I had a guy asked me for a gumbo recipe. Out of Coleman, Alabama? No, from here. When I wow. started working here, because you know my this room voice is different from my real life voice, so I'm very fast. The guy thought I was Cajun. He thought you were Cajun? Yeah. What? Yeah, I swear to God. <laughs> you don't like, sound Cajun. He was like, man, I was going to ask you for your gumbo recipe. He, and was, I was he like, had to be being funny. You do not no, sound Cajun. No, he was dead fucking serious. And I was like, my gumbo recipe's like Zatarans, motherfucker. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's motherfucker yours. said Zatarans. It's yours, son. Hey, speaking of other breeds of white people, can we talk about white people? Yeah. How about Coca-Cola's Be Less White Initiative, bro? That's freaking tight. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not upset about it. This is crazy. It's crazy. You're not upset about no, it? No, not really. I'm not upset either. No. I think I'm it's upset. hilarious. I think it's crazy. I think it's very funny. 
I think I think it, it's funny that people really do get upset about it though. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I guess. I guess. Uh, I guess I kind of get it, but yeah, I think everybody needs to quit going. Getting like I think I think it's okay to say that it's silly and not be upset. Like a lot of things, I put a little thing on my Facebook, and I, I thought about leaving a comment under it, and it said, uh, "Remember to be less white every, today, everybody." And I was like, just so everybody knows, I'm gauging everybody's reaction. Because no matter if you're black or white, if you get too upset about this post, you're probably a racist. Right. And I'm going to delete you off my Facebook. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because if you're too upset, you know, you start getting a little too excited in one direction or the other. It's like, mm, I'm filling this thing out. But it is insane, dude. It's insane that we're having like, I don't know, be less. So it's like, just to be less white. Is yeah, that right, right. I have a theory what they mean by this. Well, I can tell you what they mean, but go ahead. They mean be clear. So they mean be transparent, right? What? So if you're transparent, then you don't think about one side or the other. You think about everybody, right? That's not yeah, what they mean. That's though. that's my take on it. That's why I still drink Coca Cola every but day. But if you, I mean, I don't forty I'm, ounces. I'm not gonna. Well, here's the thing. Okay, so first off, I'm not even mad at Coca Cola for it because technically, like Coca Cola, just provided the training. It wasn't a requirement of their employees. It was just something that they offered. Like, hey, guys, if you want to take this training, here it is. Um, it's a silly training. It's stupid. It's silly. Okay? So it's like an optional class? It was an gave? optional class they gave. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, when, um, when they say be less white, I will read to you according to the slides that they um, were released what it means to be less white. To be less white means to be less oppressive, be less arrogant, be less certain, be less defensive, be less er uh, ignorant, be more humble, listen, believe, break with empathy, and break with white solidarity. Um, uh, it was, uh, one of the slides says, in the U.S. and other Western nations, white people are socialized to feel that they are inherently superior because they're white. Research shows that by age three to four, children understand that it's better to be white. Um, and then one of the slides also just said, try to be less white. I think that it's a little... I mean, I, I get, I get why someone might think that it's offensive because it's like you're saying that these things are inherent; these negative traits that you should be less of are inherently white traits, not just negative traits. Um, the thing about it is, is I haven't heard a single like sane person in any way be like, "Yeah, y'all need to be less white." You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it's the only people that are saying silly shit like this are like almost uniformly unfuckable white chicks. <laughs> that's the only people that say shit like this it's just unfuckable white girls with like purple hair and a lot of piercings on their face and they're usually fat this woman's not the woman who came up with the training's not she uh, fine? No, no no she's just not super fat she I don't got think a tattoo on her face or anything? no I don't think so but it's just uh, it's just a really funny it's just a funny thing what, Tyler you said beforehand you had, uh, you had a take on it what was your take on it no I don't have a take on it you literally said. I already gave you my take on it. Oh, on here. Oh, the clear thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's, my That's funny. Podcast take on it. That's your podcast take. You don't yeah. have an off podcast take. Yeah, I'll give but it to you off podcast. Off podcast. <laughs> so, question on the on this was it supposed to be uh, like geared towards like what level of of employee was this all geared to? Just all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was I guess just it's better telling, than saying be more. So I don't know if Black this was like towards the suits. Like that makes sense sometimes towards the suits because maybe it's a lot of the white solidarity can make sense. You know, <laughs> if there's not a lot of 
Yeah. I mean, it just happens. You know? I mean, that would be like top. That needs to go to like top level corporate. Yeah. That you, I don't feel like that needs to be a staff training at Coca-Cola. Yeah. Um, so weird. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the problem with it that, that I think that people have with it is like when you say things like be less white, it's, it would be like imagine if like and you put on a thing that said a, a thing and it was like be less black and it was like an anti-theft course. Right. Holy shit, that'd be offensive that'd be as fuck. Outrageous. That'd be a, that'd be a terrible thing to do. I mean, that would just be that would be inherently wrong. That would be a wrong because you're you're saying that to be black means to steal, and to steal means to be black. When you say to be less white is right, to be less racist, then you're saying, oh well, to be white is to be racist, and so it's like you're judging people based on their skin color, and that's wrong. I'm not offended by it because I don't give a shit what people think. Like I don't I don't care what unfuckable white chicks that put these kind of things on think my, about me. Off podcast take does have a question. Like how the okay. fuck do you act a color? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, a color is a stereoty- stereotypes. I think stupid. is what they're getting at. That's just fucking ridiculous. Yeah, the, the stereotypical like white person. What about like poor white people who are not all Probably that not shit. talking about them. You know what I mean? Uh, well, you know the poor. But there are more of I'll them be honest, man. The poor white people that I know. I guess maybe because I'm from Mississippi, <laughs> tend to be a lot more directly racist than the rich white people I, mean, I know. I mean, you got to look at where I'll you're coming honest. from, though. Right, that's what count. I'm saying. I'm from, I'm from Backwoods, Alabama, I'm man. Saying, but I'm talking about, like, in the world. There's so many white people in the world. I mean, fuck. Yeah. Everywhere. Well, I think that when you start talking about racism. Do Germans and Russians count as white people? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. What about, like, South Africans? Do they count as white people? If they're white, they do. Right. There's, okay, there's I'm just saying, like, yeah. I don't mean fucking poor-ass racist motherfuckers. Well, you know, South Alabama. Africa has, like, really big they're, race yeah, problems. I do know that. Yeah, they're super... They've, they've had a lot, lot of... Apartheid and everything. Yeah. Well, I think that... Uh, I think that uh, it's kind of... It's just a funny... It's just a funny thing. You know what I mean? It's just funny when you say, be less of a color... Or be less. I don't know. It's just funny to me. It's yeah. just kind of like they could have went about it way better. That's the like, thing the about training a, might, the training might have been good. Started, yeah, but the way they said it is just a horrible. It's gonna right. turn people off instantly. Exactly. That's my problem with the term toxic masculinity too. Yeah. The problem with the term toxic. A lot of things that are considered toxically masculine, toxic masculinity, really are just like asshole things to do. All right. But like when you bl- call it toxic masculinity, people are like, oh, you're saying masculinity is toxic. Well, fuck you. Then I'm tuned out immediately. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like there's nothing wrong with not being racist obviously, but when you're just like when you connect make that kind of connection just like when you can make a connection of like uh being an asshole to being masculine because men are assholes. Right. You're going to turn people off immediately. Yeah, that's dumb. That's just the way that people are, you know? So like when you immediately attack like a group of people based on like a small amount of them doing something bad. You know what I mean? Like you you're like that's racist. Yeah. That is racism. That is what it is. Like when you say, you know, be less yellow, eat less cats. Yeah. Right. That would be a racist thing to say, Tyler. Good job. You figured it out. I feel like we need to have a be less white course for Tyler on the Man Up podcast. Can we get this woman on the podcast just to teach Tyler how to be less white? Maybe. I didn't even know I was a little bit white, but I'm down <laughs> to fucking ride. <laughs> You're definitely white. Bro. I want to do a be more black course. That's what I want to do. I don't think you can do that. Yeah. I don't think so. Be more Mexican. Anything. I don't care. 
Well, Mexican is a country. You can be more Mexican, I feel like. There, yeah. Cult- it's a cultural thing. You know, well, I guess there's black culture, too. I don't know. Boom, son. Yeah, I bet Dan wished this is not the episode he came on. <laughs> <laughs> He's sitting there like, gosh, damn it. I thought I was coming on to talk just about my fight, and we're talking about race and shit. I'm never going to be able to get a job when I leave here. <laughs> like, this shit's going to get out. Damn it. You know. Dana White will hire you, bro. I don't know. I mean, yeah, but. Depends on, I mean, if he if you just started dropping in words like Morgan Wallen over here, uh, even though we've talked about that on here before too, um, and I've given my opinion on that. Is he a country a, singer? Country singer. Yeah, right? yeah. I kind of liked him. So yeah, but you, you you don't you haven't heard about no, the I haven't. Uh, I okay yeah well he got in an argument with a with a white guy that's the reason why I think his thing is kind of silly too. Uh, he got in an argument with a white guy that was a friend of his out in his front yard and his neighbors recorded it and he was like get this. Uh, Pussy ass N word with an A, with a a. off okay. my lawn. Huh. Now get this pussy ass off my off my property. Get this pussy ass off my lawn or whatever. You know he was talking to a white guy that yeah. was his friend, yeah. and they're huh. fighting. They're in an argument, but he's like he it's used a racial not, slur. Yeah. Anyway, his record label dropped him. Yeah. Like a lot, but his uh, his record his record sales, sales are up by like two hundred and ten percent now. So because everybody dropped him and everybody's like trying to, and so everybody's like, no, we're gonna go buy his stuff yeah. now. So that happened. I mean, I'm from where I'm from in Brockton. Like a lot of white people do say the N word. Oh yeah, here too. And it's you know, is it it's okay? frowned upon. Accepted. Oh, it's, it's accepted. Okay, yeah. I mean, within who they're, I mean, they know who they're saying it to. Like they're right. Friends, That's so. kind of true everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, but by society as a whole, it's not accepted. No, you know, right. as a white guy, you can't say. Because it's funny, like they don't. They're not in the. It's white people that frown upon it more, probably. Yeah. They're not in the environment. Well, uh, that's Maybe. not necessarily I mean, true, I mean, okay. but yeah, I mean. And if I don't know you, you don't yeah. know me. I'll tell I one yeah. of the, like one of the most offensive times I use the word. I'll tell a story. Um, oh. I got into a fight, and I was in a fight with a white man, and I mounted him oh, on the couch, got okay. and I and I like I took full mount, and I took his hoodie, and I pinched the hoodie up above his head so he couldn't see, and I just kept calling him a pussy ass, same as Morgan Wallen did, oh, wow. and was like, I'm gonna kill you. Anyway, I was like nineteen. Pan. Pan. And Let's just refer to it as Pan. Pan yeah. and uh, um, it's an acronym. I look back on. It, I was like, man, I'm really glad nobody recorded that because I would get crucified if somebody had like put that online somewhere. Luckily, that didn't happen. But uh, yeah, we're behind the times. See, see, I used to actually say it when I was younger, like a um, yeah, I did too. Some early high school, yeah, but yeah, like early high school. But um, I was listening to rap music. I mean, they mm-hmm. say it all the time. My right. friends were saying it, so right. like, you just, just didn't know. And nobody told me like not to. Like, no one really got upset when I did say it. But as I got older, I was I, yeah. I since removed it from my vocabulary. Yeah, but I was yeah, I, don't say I, I was just a kid. Though. I like you. That's cool. Yeah. I, I, I don't. I don't say it either. I don't. I quit saying it when I was uh, early twenties. Yeah, is when I kind of chilled out. You know, because I just I started realizing like. Like all my like, I had a lot of black black friends that it's like impressive. were cool with me saying it, but then I realized like, well, there's a lot of people that even though my black friends say they get school, like and a lot also of a lot don't, of the, the white people that do say it, like I don't really want to be like them. Right. I see who they right. are. I'm like, I don't yeah. really want to be you. Yeah, and um, yeah. that's true too. That's very like, true. It's usually, not very successful people I generally right. uh, talking yeah. like that. So yeah. yeah, that is very true. Yeah, and you know, especially in 2021, just don't even get in the habit. You know. Cause then you get like, like in that, then in that instance where I said it, I didn't say it a lot. I didn't use it all the time. I use it every once in a while. And, um, but then I was like upset in a, in a fist fight with a guy and was beating the shit out of this dude. And 
that's when it like really came. Like I started saying it a lot, and then we almost got in a shootout in the yard. Jeez, um, damn. Yeah, it was crazy. Well, almost. I think I've heard that story about yeah. pulling the hoodie over the guys. Yeah. So we got into it because he. We were at a bar one night. I don't think he was on alcohol. I think he was on. He had participated in some other Did illegal you say forms. Alcohol? Of, Is that a thing on alcohol? Or you just say messed up on alcohol. Yeah. I guess I don't know. We were at the bar and he he had like disappeared and we had almost gotten in a fight with another dude at the bar over him who because he'd went with us and then we went home. Dan just poured tequila all over his face. That was the funniest thing I've ever seen. How did that happen? It's like he got pepper sprayed. He just pepper sprayed himself. So anyway, we go home and he was like, "Hey man, I need to use the bathroom. I need to use the bathroom." And uh, my buddy Canyon was like, hey, man, I'll show you where the the bathroom is, man. He takes it back to the bathroom, and we go back to the kitchen. It was like 4 o'clock in the morning. We're hanging out and shooting pool and stuff. Canyon's like, man, I'm going to go check on this dude because he was pretty messed up, like just kind of acting weird. He wasn't like stumbling. He was just acting really weird. I'm going to go check on him. And then Canyon goes back to check on him. And when he does, he's like looking at himself in the mirror. And it looked like he had gotten a fight at the bar, but we never saw him get in a fight at the bar. But he like he has like some marks on his face. He's looking at himself in the mirror, and then Canyon gets close to him and he lunges at Canyon like he's trying to like choke him. And Canyon like knocks his hands down. And Canyon like didn't know if he was like messing around playing or if he was like for real trying to fight him. And so Canyon's like, "Whoa, bro, uh, uh-uh. uh, like we don't know each other like that. We're not cool like that. Like I don't know if you're playing or not, but like me and you, we just kind of met tonight. Like I don't play like I don't play like that." And then. uh Canyon walks away and he was like, That's right, Canyon, you better walk away. And I like grabbed him and like like we kinda got in a little I was like, Man, you better leave my motherfucking homeboy alone. And then he was like, That's right, Canyon, you gotta get your homeboy to fight your battles. You ain't about shit. You ain't about shit. And then Canyon was like, Oh, really? I ain't about about shit. And Canyon was a little dude. He fought at one fifty five, but he could fight. You know, he was a fighter, you know. And he's like, Oh, really? I ain't about shit. I ain't about shit. And Canyon just walks up to him. Boom. And it sounds like a twenty two went off. He hit him so hard. And the dude as he fell, his his face hit a cabinet like the side of a thing and put a hole in his cheek. Well, he wakes up, we get him broke up. Um, Canyon goes in the other room. Well, I'm walking behind Canyon and the dude runs up and tries to jump on me. And I turn around before he's able to jump on me. And he like stops, like, oh shit, this big motherfucker just caught me finna try to jump on his back and try to, I don't know, choke him. I don't know what the fuck he was thinking. And um, so I turned around and there was a couch next to us and I like looked at him and I just open hand slapped the living shit out of him off of his feet. And he fell on the couch, and I jumped on him and mount, and I started beating his ass. By that time, Big Kyle walks in, and Big Kyle was the one who had introduced him to us. And he grabs me up off of him. He's like, calm down, Jake, calm down, calm down. And I think I've told this story on here before. And uh, anyway, he, as he's leaving, he's like, yeah, y'all think y'all can fight and shit, but I got that 380 in the car. Y'all wait and see. I got that 380 in the car. And I was like, oh, Really? You know, they let me up. They're like, he's saying he's got a 380 card. He's going to come back in with a gun. And I'm like, oh, shit. All right, then, motherfucker. So I take off after him. He sees me taking off after him. He starts takes off running. He's running in his car. About that time, he gets to his Impala, and I'm like, stop. And I'm like, oh, shit. This motherfucker's got to his car, and I'm still a good ways from him. I'm like, and he's got a gun in the car. So I got to, like, I do that little shuffle. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, like, shuffling in the driveway. Like, fuck. Do I keep going to the car? Do I run the other way? And then I remember, like, oh, shit, I got a gun in my car. Now, in full disclosure, the gun I happened to have in my car was a throwaway high point nine millimeter. I don't know what the fuck I thought I was going to do with a nine, high point nine millimeter. I was going to shoot the trees behind him, I suppose. I go to get the high point out of the car, and Joe stops me. And then I see he's trying to back out of the driveway. Now, this driveway, yeah, Joe Savage stopped me. Um, and that was like the, the tail moment for me was when Joe stopped me. 
from getting my gun because like Joe saw he was leaving. He was not coming out with a gun. And I was like not really in my right mind. I was kind of like so like angry and like had already been fighting, was so hyped up. Cause like when you get, I mean, y'all know when you get in that zone and you get to that point of where you're so hyped up, you're really not thinking. You know what I mean? It's not a good zone to be fighting for me. Like, no, I no. don't want to be in that zone. Yeah, no. Like you're you're not thinking. Not in a, no, for sure. Not put your mic up a little bit. Um, no, you definitely don't want to be in that zone. But I was in that zone. And then when Joe stopped me from getting my gun, I was like, okay, Joe's crazy as fuck. And Joe's telling me I'm acting crazy. I must be acting super crazy. I probably need to calm down. Right. I need to chill. So I look, and this dude's backing out of the driveway. Now, this driveway is pitch black dark. It's out in the country. And on each side of the driveway is, like, swamp. Right? And this dude is, like, fucked up. So he wrecks and drives his car into the swamp next to the driveway and gets stuck. And so he's like there, screwed. He's pissed everybody in the house off. Everybody's like trying to fight him, and now he's got his car stuck. But we were everybody other than me and Canyon was super nice to him. They made they got me and Canyon to go inside. They went and got a chain, pulled his car out of the out of the swamp, and he left. That's a feel good story, knowing Joe Savage. Yeah, it was, and Joe helped him pull his car out. <clears throat> but then he started calling and talking shit to us, oh, wow. and Canyon was like, "Meet me here," and he would drive to go meet us. And we did this till like seven in the morning. We are like, meet us at Steen Superette. And then he would drive to Steen Superette to fight us. Yeah. And then we wouldn't be there. He's like, where y'all at? Where y'all at? I was like, dude, we're at Steen Superette. And he's like, what? I don't see y'all. I'm like, I'm by the gas pumps. We were at the house. We're by the gas pumps. So you guys just all laughing at him? Yeah. And then he was like, uh, I was like, oh, damn, you right. This isn't Steen Superette. We're at State Line Fuel Center. Meet me at State Line Fuel Center. All right, bet. So he goes to State Line Fuel Center. I was like, oh, shit, we're at Dutch Village. So we like had him riding all oh, around shit, town trying to fight us. I don't see how he didn't get a DUI because he fucking couldn't back out of the driveway. Right. But that was a fucked up driveway. <laughs> swamp. Yeah, that was a fucked up he driveway. He should have turned around and drove out. Right. I don't yeah. know why he didn't. That was a long driveway. It was a very long driveway. So I started thinking when you were talking about, you said something about being slapped. You slapped someone. Yeah. Something happened. Yeah, that guy. What do you think about Gordon Ryan slapping? Oh, I just that saw that. Right, Andre Galveo. I just saw that. Dude. I saw that, that yesterday. Crazy. I he just saw it right before. You slapped him good. It was a, you heard it on and the microphone. And he walked away. Yeah, I couldn't believe uh, uh-huh. like that That Brazilian machismo. Right, like, exactly. I can't believe it. I mean, Gordon Ryan's fu- a big dude, though. Gordon you think he was stunned? I mean, you think he was maybe. stunned? He's like, oh, shit, this motherfucker just slapped me. I'm gonna need, I don't know, man. I don't know, dude. And Gordon, I mean, Andre Garvey's a big ass dude too, man. Yeah, and he's like the Brazilian community. He's, yeah, he's, but he's, he's like the man, the motherfucking king that slapped him, dude. Yeah, I mean, fill it, me in, fill me in. All right, so, so do you know who Gordon Ryan is? I thought you said Gordon Ramsay. Uh, Gordon. No, <laughs> Flash Gordon. <laughs> Gordon Ryan's the best no gi jiu jitsu player in the world okay. by a long shot right now. He's, can't, no, he's, can't nobody touch him. He's under John Donaher. He went yesterday. He he tweeted or wrote on Instagram or somewhere before his competition. He said, "I'm going to win this match by mounted armbar." He, he called do, it. He let go of an inside heel hook. Mounted the dude the and armbarred him, like from mount. He's like a solid and six three, like two fifty. Right? He's probably about my he's about my my weight, but just more he's, ripped than me. But can't nobody touch him? He's destroying every, and he's super stupid technical. Okay, like he's the best jujitsu guy in the world. Yeah, right. Like he's like anyway. Andre Galveo is another one of the best jujitsu guys in the world. He's under he's Atos black belt. He's like probably Atos is like like top guy that's right? a swole motherfucker he's jacked up too big jacked up Brazilian right. really the, good oh uh, yeah Andre Galveo is too yeah. and um, anyway so apparently I think it was after the match yeah they were there's a video of them um, Mo's looking at it right now if you want to watch it uh, yeah, there's a video of them 
and like they like get into an altercation and Andre Govell's like you're an idiot you're an idiot because I, they're supposed they were supposed to grapple for ADC, ADCC and it was like a $40,000 purse right and Andre Govell's like I want a million dollars if I'm going to for me to do it, go against Gordon Ryan I want a million dollars and some people are like well that's a good thing that's the only way you're ever going to get the money is if you, if you ask for it while I agree with that I think the reason Andre Govell asked for a million dollars is because he knew ADCC was never going to give him a million dollars and like well, he kept saying he wanted under Abby IBJJF rule. That way you can't leg lock him. Yeah. Which uh, I, well, a new IBJJF rules, I think they're allowing leg locks. That's so. badass. I just saw, I just watched it. Yeah. And Gordon Ramsay slapped that Gordon Ryan. And then basically <laughs> turned his back but. on him and walked away like he's a bitch, dude. That's yeah. fucking crazy. I would rather get punched, I think, than slap on camera. On camera. Dude, yeah. I'd rather, dude if, if you slap. Not on camera, I'd rather get If you slap me, you have to beat my But how do you turn your back on a motherfucker you, you just slapped? slapped. That's fucking insane. Well, well he confidence. turned back after the dude started, and he was like, still, "What? Please do something! Please do something! Please do something!" I'm just saying, still, yeah, that's fucking insane. Like Gordon confidence. Ryan's the only person who's really making money in competition, competing in jujitsu right now. I mean, the dude's buying like houses in Costa Rica and shit. That's off fire. Of competing in jujitsu, he's like the only person who's ever done that. He's cooking fire shit, and right he's now. the best. He's the best guy. I mean, you think he would ever go to eat the UFC? He doesn't no. do MMA at all. Yeah, I think it's he's different. contemplated it recently, though. Yeah, he? he's a slap boxer, though. So. <laughs> he's a damn I mean, good outside of jujitsu. No one knows who he is. So you, you know, right to get some fame he probably i mean but he's building a lot of fame and doing really well just inside jiu-jitsu and the thing about it is man mma is another sport what if he does like ryan hall they don't think it'd be ryan, like it is i mean ryan hall but is do. a good mma fighter i mean he's a good jiu-jitsu fighter that does mma a uh, good mma fighter that does, is really really good at jiu-jitsu i don't i don't know what ryan hall's background was before he got into mma i don't know if he was like a world multiple time world champion jiu-jitsu i guy. don't know i'm just saying like but it's possible it is possible but usually I mean, it's a different sport. It's like when Connor went to boxing. You it's know like you're I mean? gonna have to just run in a pool guard, you know. Go. I for mean, it. but that doesn't work in MMA. I'm just saying, go for it, bro. I mean, but people have tried. It doesn't work. <laughs> go for it, bro. <laughs> it just doesn't work. I mean, after I just who was the guy that was just fought in? Was it the UFC? And he was like a really good jujitsu guy, and he just got worked in his UFC fight like a couple weeks ago. I don't remember who the guy uh, was. I don't know. But I mean, we're not talking the best in the world either. Right. Okay. Yeah. Gordon Ryan could definitely go and fight at a lower level of MMA and do extremely well. Yeah. One hundred. It doesn't matter how much the UFC would offer him. I bet. I'm just saying, like, if he can go in there and do some flying ass shit and tap him, well, his jujitsu is sick as fuck, dude. Be kind of like Ronda Rousey ish. I mean, I mean, he's trained with. I mean, he, you know, they're both. He's under John Donaher. He's trained with GSP a lot because you know GSP is under John Donaher. Matt Sarah's under John Donaher, and well, under Enzo Gracie. And John Donaher is the head coach Enzo Gracie Academy in New York. And uh, I mean, he's uh, he definitely could make the transition. He's got the training partner. He's got the ability. I think he's living in Costa Rica now. But um, is he white? Yeah, he's white. I couldn't tell because he'd be a solid light heavyweight. I mean, yeah. I mean, he would be a good. I mean, he couldn't compete at the top of the game, but. I mean, because like I said, it's a different sport. I mean, it's like going from basketball to golf. It's not that intense, but I mean, you have to have good jujitsu to be doing MMA. But it's like boxing; like it's just totally different. The setups are different. The yeah. um, there, there's just a different, and, and that's the stress what, is just way different. Like going, it, well, like, that's what I think. I would that's think part going, of it. Going to MMA, like you might get knocked out, or you right. might get choked out in jujitsu. Well, all right. So your entries and your takedowns are different. That's one big thing. Okay, in MMA, you're setting up takedowns with punches. And and you just you don't have that. I think the takedowns in MMA are easier, in my opinion, just because that's what I'm used to. But your setup for your takedowns are are easier. Your position, posture, punch. You start punching people in the face. The game changes. You know what I mean? Like making that transition. It's it's one of those things. Like you have to have jujitsu either way, and it's all jujitsu. But 
like to be the best in the world at something, you usually have to like focus on that. Like that's your thing. Yeah. And you have yeah. to do it for a very long period of time. Unless you're Michael Jordan. Right, but he wasn't the best in the world at baseball. He he wasn't that good. Like he went to baseball. Doesn't mean that Gordon Ryan would be the best in the U.S. Right, he definitely he definitely is not going to win. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. I think he would do well in Bellator. Yeah, you know. But you've seen guys, you've seen it over and over again. World champion jujitsu players go to Bellator, go to UFC, and just get. Mur- Andre Garveo did it. Mm-hmm. Andre Garveo tried to do MMA, and and he did okay. He did okay, but. Motherfucker um, got to slap in his ass. He forgets who he is, though, the, right? You, you know what's funny yeah. as hell? There's a Mimi floating around. Oh, Mimi. <laughs> of, of yesterday, witness got Gordon Ryan pointing at Andre. And in between, it's John Donaher. I and saw he's that. just standing there and it's like and there's all kinds of algorithms floating around his head of like what he's fixing to do. <laughs> Have y'all seen it? Like I damn see that one. algebraic equations and shit just floating around and <laughs> it fits a damn picture perfect, dude. Yeah. It's sad because if I would have seen it, I wouldn't have got it. <laughs> really? Yeah, because I didn't know, know any of that shit before you told me about it. I don't you know. Just, I guess it just it's on his face. He's just standing like you see these two people getting at it and he's just standing there and calm. He's super technical. And it's like all yeah. his head is just like John Donner. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. E times. I love John Donner. You know. So he's like Professor X. Yeah, he's, he's he's Gordon Ryan's coach. Yeah. He like he's he's the head coach of of like the Hensel Gracie Academy. But he's like they call they call the team the Donner Death Squad because he's like the coach of all the best jujitsu players. We in talked the world. about this before. Who we else have. is on that team? Gary Tonin was on that team. Anybody in the UFC on that team? Um, GSP. Who was the other? Oh, Craig Jones. Craig Jones. Last night with him. Uh, uh, there's a lot of people. Okay. I mean, well, never mind. It's a it's a huge team. I know you've talked about it before. Yeah. Um, that guy Tyler that was crazy though. Yeah, he's fire. Yeah, he is. He yeah, a lot of good. That was crazy. I, like if you if you slap me in the face like that, like you have to beat my ass now. Yeah, like, you have to. Like that's the rule. Like that's like a, I don't know. That's like a man rule. It makes you feel better. I mean, you just yourself. you just got to beat my ass. Like I'm, you got to. Like yeah. you just like you can't just let somebody slap you in the face. He just walked away. Yeah, I wonder what the reason behind that was. Maybe they're trying to promote that ADCC match to get a million dollars. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. You think it was fake? Not saying that, but he did, he did tweet the other, or not tweet, but he put on Instagram the other day. I've been trying to trying to uh, fight you for six years or something like that to him. Andre got voted. No, uh, Gordon Ryan. I think he, I think he uh, said that. He's been, he said you've been ducking me for like six years. Or something yeah, like I duck him too, probably. No, I wouldn't. I would definitely compete against him. <laughs> How long has he been number one? A while. He's been the king for so a while. They call him the king. A motherfucking a while. King, I don't know. A while. I don't know. It's the king. king. They call they call him the Jordan Ryan the king. Yeah. He's the king of jiu-jitsu. He's like, yeah, he'll rip your arms off. Yeah. I would compete against him, <laughs> He's though. i ripping my arms off. Well, right well I, I would and I wouldn't. If I had a payday, I'd do it. The thing about it is is I do teach jiu-jitsu for a living, and I don't really want footage out there that makes me look like I don't know any jiu-jitsu. Right. And That's what he, happened to the and guys he could, he could make me look like I didn't know any <laughs> jiu-jitsu. Like, he could make me look like I was a first-day Especially first day the people belt. that don't know who Gordon Ryan is right. saying that. Right, Dude, he said that in his post-fight interview last night. He said, I'm tired of dudes who've had black belts for 10, 15, 20 years coming out here trying to grab me and I'm make them look like they're just junk. Yeah, and he does. That's why. That's one of the reasons I wouldn't want to do it. It's if like, I had it's to like, pay that, I'd like, still damn, do it. you're making folks look like that? Yeah, like in the jiu-jitsu community, I wouldn't care. Like, I wouldn't give a shit about going to other gyms and stuff after that and, like, like teaching seminars and stuff. People would be like, man, Gordon Ryan fucked you up, right? It's like, uh, yeah. It's a king, dude. Who didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's the best. Like he does that to everybody. That's like losing to like the you know right the cha- that, UFC champion. Right, that'd be like if I had to fight John Jones on short notice. Yeah, and I lost, and people are like, man, you lost to John Jones. It's like, okay, uh-huh. <laughs> you're such a clown. You lost to John Jones. Right. <laughs> he's he's the best. Like, yeah, I did. Okay, you know, um, and don't even feel bad about it. No, I wouldn't. Why I, would 
Why would you? Why would you? I, I tell you, there's a funny, funny story. There's a guy here at the gym um, a while back. I forgot what the post was that he had sent me, but um, it was like something about him fighting John Jones. And I was like, no offense, bro. You wouldn't stand a chance. And he was like, for real? You don't think I stand a chance? And I'm like. Not was even. He, was a, he was a fighter? He, he trains here. Oh, okay. Trains. Trains. Well. Present tense. Yeah. Jiu-jitsu only. Um, and I was like, yeah, bro. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't stand a chance. And he was like. Nowhere, dude. You, <laughs> what? For real? I was like, dude, you don't even train striking. You don't even do. You've never had a fight. Of course John Jones would destroy you in Absolutely. a fight. Absolutely. And he was just like, he just couldn't get it. He just didn't understand. He couldn't grasp the fact. He couldn't grasp it. Does he know who John Jones is? Probably not, really. I mean, the guy. Probably not. He didn't get it. He was just like, he just couldn't get his head around the fact that like. I remember that. I remember that. I was like, dude, you. You You were there for it. I saw the post on Facebook. Yeah, I was like, dude. you. Oh, he posted on Facebook. It was like on a meme or something that I'd shared. And I was like, he was like, what if both of us. I think he was trying to be funny. He was like, what if me and you both got it? I said, we might stand a maybe. chance. Probably maybe. Probably not. Yeah, I wasn't, being, I wasn't being funny when I said that. I was like yeah, legitimately like, like maybe. That dude's bad fucking ass. Yeah, he's really good. Like people just don't. And, and the thing about it is, man, people, like we talk about this on here all the time, but there's levels to this shit. There's levels to this shit. And here's like, I'm not saying that I suck, but like, all right. When people come through the door, and there is a level of athleticism that I possess that other people may, in size and things that other people yeah. don't, but when people come through the door and they first start and they think they're badass, the first role with me, the first time we do something, I would I absolutely make them look like they're like a kid almost if on I want purpose. to. You know what I mean? Like depending on who they are. You like, gra- But I have that ability. You, you know what I mean? And then it's just to let them know, especially if they're really athletic, just to let them know, hey, man, just letting you know there's levels to this. You got a long way to go. You know, uh, I'm the John Jones could easily do that to people that are better than me. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like that's a different level. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a different level. It'll kick you from across the cage. Absolutely. Too. He's got an 86 inch wingspan. I have a 76 inch wingspan. His arms are 10. We're the same height. He's an inch taller than me. Actually, he has 10 inches of reach. Well, on Honestly, I'm not even a huge John Jones fan anymore, though. I just feel like he's not I've really been putting a- people away anymore. He's not. It's kind of boring. It is boring, but I would still. I mean, I I I think I could. I could leave the first round. I think also though. Well, are you excited? He's going to heavyweight. Mm -hmm. Yes. Is that official? Yes. I I thought it was. Yeah, because I know he vacated the belt. He's got the winner of Stipe and Francis Ngannou. Really? Oh shit! I'm excited about that. Yeah. That damn Francis Ngannou has a damn. Well, the nuclear had a battle with uh, Reyes, and then what's his name? The Polish yeah, dude, Blakovich, destroyed his him. name destroyed Reyes. Yeah, and Reyes so won made that, me think about Reyes it. won that fight. Yeah, Reyes won that I, fight. I thought he did too. I had I had Reyes winning. One that of fight. those judges was out of his freaking mind. Yeah, the fight next two, week because Adesanya's fighting Blakovich next week. Oh really? That for the heavyweight, yeah. For the light heavyweight, heavyweight yeah. That is same night. Yep. Show see that that would be see to me that's that's the making that's the making of of a super fight is if Adesanya can beat Blakovich and then Jones beats. Stipe Adesanya he like hates Jones that's yeah. another yeah. bad then, he, then he'll have the light heavyweight belt and huge. then Jones and Adesanya the, 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 the 185 and 205 belt holder and the 205 and heavyweight belt holder fighting each other and they there's bad blood what weight class I mean, would they fight at 205 because he's moving up to 205 to fight for the 205 belt anyway and Adesanya's so pretty small. tall he's really tall so if he yeah. just put on he just looks he's got to pack on a lot of weight dude 
Doesn't, I mean, mass, not weight. Doesn't. I don't know. He just looks so thin. So did so does John Jones. Uh-huh. John Jones does thin. look not that thin, but he also not fights thin. weight class up. That's true. And this look at Anderson true. Silva. Look, at, I mean, look at the guys at these weight classes that do really well. He don't necessarily have to. Leonardo Machida did it several times. Fought at light heavy and would come in at like one ninety five. And, and what Adesanya like did like well, Paulo well Costa. under two to have a. Do what? What Adesanya did to Paulo Costa? Oh yeah. Oh what? yeah. Yeah. He is. He is definitely the best. Down. He's the best at eighty five uh, without yeah, a question. And his style is something I, I would hate to fight his style. Yeah, it'd be tough. Definitely. It'd be tough because he's very long. he's hard to time. He's tall. He's long and rangy. Um, he's tough to time. He doesn't fight. He kind of just fights like himself. He doesn't really fight like anybody else. He's got like that old school kickboxer slash. Um, I think that one thing that may hurt him. I don't know what is Adesanya's reach. Um, I feel like you can't even find training partners. Right, like, it'd be really to, tough. To, to, yeah, you know, to mimic him, right? It'd be super. He's pretty tall, isn't he? I don't know. I don't. Like I don't actually. Like, at least like six, like two or something. Oh yeah, at least. Adesanya. Yeah, yeah. he's he's long. At least six four. He's he's taller. Same than as I am. Jones, right? Damn, yeah. that's taller than I thought he was. No, yeah. that's what I'm saying. He's just very thin. I guess because he fights 85. I didn't think about it, but yeah, yeah, he's, he's the same height as Jones. Two oh five. They'd be about the same size. I was thinking he was. Uh, I was. I'm, I'm looking up it. Let me see what his reach is. Okay, his reach is. He's 80 inches. I want to see. So I, I believe that Jones. I think that's going to be a big factor in the fight. The fact that Jones has what four to six inches of reach. Four. Let me see. Okay, so he's 84. 84. Inch. Yeah, four inches of reach is a lot. I would just hope that it wouldn't be a really boring fight. Like no. It way. would be. Yeah, that's why I have a feeling. Like it get, these fights get so hyped up, yeah. and then in the end, you know, with two weird styles, yeah. it ends up not even being a good fight. But, well, I think another thing that really goes into yeah, 84 and a half. Another thing that really goes into it is, um, like, when you're fighting somebody, like you're used to fighting people, you're better. But when you're fighting somebody that's like that good, yeah, you end up fight. You're a lot like you're more nervous. You you don't want to put yourself out there, put yourself in a position to get caught. You don't be the guy that got knocked out. You're just more pressure, and so then you just kind of start like not wanting to take chances. And then I think also as the champion, and this could hurt or help Jones. I don't know, but we saw it with Silva to an extent. We definitely saw it with George St. Pierre. We've seen it with John Jones. When people kind of like they fall in love with their own legend and it becomes the most oh, important yeah. thing to them is to become the greatest of all time. That's what they're fighting for at this right. point. They're fighting to like go down in history as the greatest of all time. And the most number one thing that has to happen for that to take place is you can't lose. It's like Mayweather. Yeah. Right. You just can't lose. It's not about winning. It's about not losing. That's why Mayweather hasn't knocked anyone out in like since like Vicky hadn't. Other than uh, you, you, like McGregor. school. Yeah, that doesn't mean count, right? Well, that other yeah. like, random and he didn't really Asian, knock him out. The guy but, in like China that he fought, yeah, just that like at his fiftieth win, yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. He was like, like a kickboxer, a, a totally random dude. Well, he was a kickboxer. Oh, okay. He did like K one style. Yeah. He, he looked super like dangerous. Everybody was like, "Oh man, this guy's he's so good, he's so good." And it's like guys, look, guy it's had a bl- bright blonde Mayweather. hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like guys, it's Floyd Mayweather. Shut up, like That's stop. Good. Like all the people in the MMA community that were just convinced McGregor was gonna win. And like that was, that was insane. They don't know boxing, insane. right? And people they, that they were actually don't. betting like I don't one to one, like I oh bet you fifty God. bucks that. Yeah, I did. I want some money like that. Yeah, like what? What are you doing but why, but now? Why wouldn't you just bet like actual odds? Because, I did right because then you have a shot. Have, yeah, like I, me and uh, I, I did a radio show interview on uh, on this when this fight got matched a couple weeks out. Me, they brought me and Oliver Miller in. And the only disagreement that me and him had was I didn't think that uh, Mayweather was going to be able to finish him in the first four rounds. And I was right. I said that it could go to a decision. I said that it could go to a decision. When did he finish him? 
Oh, it was like eight? Eight. Yeah, because he lost the first three, four was a toss-up, and then one, two, or three before he finished And then they freaking rode out of there on a on a jet together. Yeah, because it was yeah. – I mean – Just money. It's business, dog. All business. It's all business. All business. And, and here's – It was good business. Fighters – it absolutely was. And fighters need to understand that it's a business. Like, that's absolutely. the problem a lot of fighters have is they don't understand that it's business. Like, like – it's just business. It's just a business. Like your value as a fighter, and that's what the Diaz brothers like don't understand. Medoff is fucking. You know what I mean? Like that's what they don't understand. Like they don't understand. Like they're like, why I'm, why is this dude getting the title shot over me? It's like, dude, it's not a sport like football. You know what I mean? It's a business. It's a, it's like you have to understand that for you to get title shots, for you to do things, for you to get certain fights, you it has to be a good move for the promoter. It has to be a good move for the person that's putting that fight on. And if you're not the good move, then you're not going to get the fight. Yeah. I mean, you it know? also goes like how Dustin Poirier, you know, McGregor made like three times as much as him to fight. Right. But it's also like you go around in the street and start asking people, nobody's going to know who Poirier is. I mean, Normal unless people. you know anything about yours. Unless you watch Everybody him. knows, you know, even housewife knows who McGregor is. Absolutely. You know, everybody knows who he is. Everybody. Yeah. Because yeah. he's, a, he's, a, he's an expert promoter. So he's an expert. He's a marketer. You know what I mean? He understands like how to like market himself, how to like make people want to watch fights. And that is a skill, man. That's, That's a shit skill. talking he does, though. Yeah, it's the shit talking. It's I mean, and it goes deeper than and that. And he walks like, the walk that he talks most of the time, too. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. You think we'll ever see the Diaz brothers again? Either one of them? Yeah. Nate? Uh, probably. Not, Nate? Not Nate. Nate, probably before Nick. Yeah, man. I think we'll yeah, see Nate sure. fight again. You want to do another one? Yep. Um, you know, talking about going to boxing, I think I saw something the other day about Frank Mir fixing to take a boxing match. Wasn't he doing is, a bare knuckle? Is it knuckle? boxing or bare knuckle? I think it's bare, bare knuckle. knuckle? Okay. I think it's bare knuckle. Fight someone from Maine. Okay. That didn't happen. Uh, I thought I read something on that, and he was talking about how... Chris you know, Zaro. Okay. But that, that got canceled. That bare knuckle some tough shit, dude. Yeah, man. It's crazy. It's almost... It's kind of drawing me. I'm not, I don't think I would ever do it, but like it's almost starting to turn into like a bucket list thing like that I would want to do one time. Did you get to spar with Kayla when he was there? Though? Me too, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah, of course. I'm sad because it's I want It's just like the most badass... Thing, you, you know, just one time. I don't think it's the it. most badass thing, but yeah, it is. It is the most badass thing, yeah. I don't know how bad it hurts. I have a lot of questions for that guy. I'd like to be here if you could get him on again. You talking about for Caleb? For the yeah. Cat. He is a cool He's dude. a good, really cool guy. Here you he's, go. I think he's got oh, another oh. match. He's got a, he's, he does. He yeah, has yeah, another yeah, match set up. Like yeah. the March like 18th or what? something. That whole gym, they're, they're all about the bare knuckle. Really? It's wild. Really? Yeah. So his gym. Only, what, what are they? How many people? Well, Josh Wheat. Well, Josh. Oh, Josh Wheat too. too. Yeah. Yeah. But they've, he I mean, they've got good MMA fighters line, too. Huh? He's got good MMA fighters. I mean, they've got a lot yeah. of good MMA guys. Well, I'm just saying they, they're yeah. about the bare knuckle. Yeah, and then there's that other, the one that Josh fought for was uh, it wasn't bare, it was bare knuckle, but it was toe the line bare knuckle fighting. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I'm, is that just a Mississippi promotion? I'm really not sure. How many is there? How many bare knuckle promotions? I think two there? or three. Well, there's only a few. There in the beginning, there was only two states you could do it in. Mississippi was one of them. Now there's the more. Other. Yeah. Now there's more. What was the other? Florida, you could Maine. do it. Maine. Okay. His Maine people are like the Mississippi of the North. Really? Really? I didn't yeah. know that. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that Maine was the Mississippi of the North. I've heard that about Ohio. I've heard Ohio is the Alabama of the North. I've been to Pennsylvania. It's a real country up in Maine. Really? It's, it's, it's Never a been different there. level kind of country because when you're getting ten feet of snow and you're by yourself out like mm-hmm. in the mountains, like you got to be able to. Yeah, oh, it's like shit. being out in the bayou. I would, I would equate it to. So you got to be very innovative. You got to be what innovative. you do. Yeah, you got to like prep for like winter prep. Like, really, let's get ready for winter. So it's almost like Alaska. 
mean, not that, not quite that far. Not quite Alaska. What's a boiler room? Oh, that's not for us. Oh. Some of those, that, those are, that's just a me board. I have a board in my office for everybody watching. A boiler room is actually a movie. Basically, what a boiler room is, we do this thing in the in this business. Well, most gyms don't do this, but you'll take like a day or like four hours, five hours, and you get everybody, you get like five or six people together, and you go call like every lead cancellation that we've had, anybody like former clients, leads that didn't turn into clients, people that did tried the class out and didn't sign up, whatever, and you call all of them for over the last like two years and book appointments just to like go through and like make money and you do it every like uh you do it like every like year to two years like two couple times a year you could do it every quarter if you want but it's a way to like you call and make them an offer and, and it's a way like if your numbers are down um you uh it's a way to hustle man you know you gotta make money i'll be honest i was not expecting that really yeah i was expecting like everybody go to the sauna and we sit and think about ideas that make this place better boiler room i guess that makes sense yeah i mean it's just it, yeah something hot but, is what but i was my, expecting but my but my my board up there says to plan a boiler room because i did on my tribe call that's what they talked about because mm. just getting people out of like the that covid mindset because a lot of gyms have been in survival mode, mode a lot of businesses in general have been in survival mode for so long right and now in 2021 just getting out of that mode and like getting into that like okay now it's time to start blowing shit up again and you guys so again. lucky in mississippi you know comparative yeah to massachusetts where they're shutting down randomly like but just be yeah this week we got like a spike shutting down shutting all down. gyms yeah down. i got a buddy in california and he's just like fuck you guys he's not shutting down really if they've tried to shut him down he won't shut down what do they do to him nothing give him five. i don't know that he's even been fine i don't know that anything's happened no. to him i don't know i should ask him you know, there's one gym i think in jersey and he racked up like a hundred thousand dollars in fines i don't know how no. they're gonna be able like if he takes it to court and fights it like constitutionally, I don't know if how they're going to be able to enforce that. I don't know because I will tell you, I'm 100 percent like I'm not saying COVID's fake. I don't think COVID is fake. I think COVID's killing people. Yeah, it's not. But I'm 100 percent against two things: government forcing um, businesses to close down, unconstitutional. They, they do not have the right to do that to the private sector. The government in the United States of America and European nations can get mad all they want to. They can be like, oh, well, we do it all the time. Yeah, that's why fucking Germany took your country over and we saved your ass in the 40s. Boom. Bitch. Because y'all are bitches. You, they're bitches, okay? They just are. Um, sorry, Europe. Not everybody in Europe's a bitch. But the, but the mindset of a lot of countries, of people in countries in Asia. My, my mom can't watch this podcast, listen to this podcast anymore. Yeah, sorry. No. Sorry, Dan's mom. Dan's mom European? Um, yeah. What kind? Hungarian. Hungarian. That's not real. That's not Hungarian. the same kind of European. Hungarians aren't that's, bitches they're, though. I, yeah, they're a little different actually. Yeah, yeah that's badass. That's another like Eastern Europe is not who I'm fucking talking about. Hung Hungary, that's Eastern Europe. Yeah, that's super Eastern. Yeah, that's yeah. not the same level of like you start talking like you start talking super Eastern Europe. Those people are scary. It's yeah. a, it's a different breed. I'm talking about the French. Okay, you know what I mean. Like I'm talking the Parisians more like specifically. Got them. <laughs> you know, like like they want to bitch Damn, at us. They're cool. like they're like you know, or the Italians even. They're like, oh y'all need to shut your businesses down because of COVID. It's like y'all that little bitch ass mentality you've got is the reason why Hitler fucked. What well, not Italy, but that's the reason Hitler fucked you Frenchies up. Like but Italy, that's why y'all need to stop fucking kissing dudes. <laughs> like like you know, I'm just saying like like I'm I'm super against the government shutting down small businesses because here's the thing, man. Like for one thing, <laughs> Wes just live, dog. It's okay. I'm good, he's, but I breathe heavy. Anyway, he's dying. So. <laughs> Wes is he's dying. He's breathing hard and breathing hard as fuck at the same time. Like I mean, 
I, I just think it's funny when uh, like these European My. countries that like they have the snuggie of America wrapped around them or of our military, like Canada and like like a lot of your like uh, like Dutch country, like you know. Then they don't even have like they barely have a standing military, and then they put all that money into other stuff, like weed. and then they have or healthcare or whatever, oh, and then they have the audacity to like like talk shit about America, and it's like, dude, we've been wrapping you guys up in the warm snuggie of America for so long, and you have the audacity to talk shit about anything that we do. How about we just let the fucking you know? Which I mean, there's nobody right now. That's How about gonna, we just let little Hitler just take just your take ass. your ass out? Like we've been wrapping you guys fuck up for you. so fucking long. Get the fuck out of here. Now, to be fair, it's propped our economy up for a really long time too. Our economy has been propped. Guns. Yeah, I mean, and and like our wartime economy with. It's propped our economy up, but these fucking European countries that have the audacity to like talk shit, and it's like we've been rapping Canada um, and all, whatever, you know what I mean? They talk shit, and it's like, dude, we've had your back and spent so much money on making sure you guys are safe, so that you guys can put money into this other shit and get your shit together. Don't even start to talk shit. Get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? Absolutely.